0: hello and welcome to another episode of a need to read i hope you are well this episode we're going to be talking about love and i feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about that i'm not going to lie to you so we're going to see how we get on and this topic is a very very interesting one So before we get started, I'll run into the sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp provide online therapy services to millions of people around the world. If you decide that therapy is something that you're going to go down and it's not something you can get on the NHS or the healthcare system in your country, private is probably the best route to go down. Private therapy can be expensive. That's where BetterHelp's dip in. They're about 40-50% to cheaper than face-to-face therapies and you can communicate with your therapist by text, video, phone call and it's all done through an app, which funnily enough is called the BetterHelp app, which you download once you've signed up. You get 10% off as a Need to Read listener by going to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and that is a need to read with the word to not the number unlike the instagram which i'll plug right now which is at a need to read with the number two and not the word so if you're going to take charge of your mental health and you can't get access to therapy go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read you've probably heard me talk about therapy countless times on this podcast you know the benefits i see from it if you have any questions obviously feel free to message me and i can answer those for you but there's plenty of testimonials on the website there. And that is it from the sponsors, let's get into the episode. We're going to be talking about a book by a man called Kamal Ravikant, and the book is called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. It's a very, very strange concept, and it does make me feel very uncomfortable thinking about self-love, learning about self-love, but on the book, when I prescribe books to people, On Instagram on a Wednesday, when I ask people what their problems are, and then I'll give them a book for that. Their self love and like loving yourself, it comes up all the time. And I I feel this must be like a real issue for people. I mean, it certainly is for me because it makes me feel uncomfortable. So at least I'm not on my own with this. And it probably goes to show why this book has been so popular. Loving yourself is a weird topic and i put a question box on instagram today to see what people thought about loving themselves or if someone really loves themselves and what their opinion was on that and it seemed everyone was on the side that self-love is a good thing as long as you're not arrogant and you're not cocky and i think they are two completely different things it's not about being ego driven and always talking about yourself and in usual terms what I suppose everyone means by oh they love themselves that seems a bad thing I think we need to change that stigma um, and say that loving yourself is a good thing because guess who is the only person that is going to be in your life from the start until the end if you guessed yourself then you were right we're literally all we have we may have people that come in and out of our lives but Anyone can duck out at any time, whether that's you have a falling out or a lightning bolt comes down, strikes them dead. People can leave your life without a second of anything. I struggled for words there because, like, people leave your life. People go through breakups. People die. It sucks. You you lose people. The only person that's going to be there through all of that is you. So you've got to learn to love yourself. And like I said, I feel uncomfortable talking about it. But reading this book has really helped me understand why it's so key to love yourself and the steps that are necessary to get you there. Now, a couple of notes on the author. Now, Kamal Ravikant wrote this book. Um, He was a CEO of a business. That business failed. And then he self-published this book in 2012, which takes some doing. He said he almost didn't publish it. Because he felt like he'd be the laughing stock of wherever he was. And do you know what? I'm so, so pleased that he did like Susan Jeffers says, and he felt the fear, and he did it anyway. And he published this book because it was a stunning book. He goes into so much detail about why you should love yourself, what happens when you do like the the four pillars to loving yourself, which I'll come into in a moment. But the main thing that he talks about at the start of the book is how the mind is so powerful, and the stories that you tell yourself, they are so powerful as well. Imagine an example that I'll give from the book is a man who was struggling with psychosis, and he was stuck in a mental institution, and an American psychologist went in there, And was speaking to him about what the issue was. Now, this guy's particular issue is that he was hallucinating snakes everywhere. So he was seeing snakes everywhere he went, and that terrified him. Which I mean, fair play. If I was seeing snakes everywhere I went, like I'd be pretty guided. Um, Probably wouldn't want to move from where I was, and I'd like to stay safe in my bed and probably just shut my eyes um, so they weren't there. But he couldn't gather that these snakes were hallucinated snakes and that they weren't real. They were just imaginary. So what this psychologist did was brought a load of real snakes and rubber snakes and put them in the shower. When this guy was brought to have a shower in the morning by the nurses in the hospital, he saw all of these real snakes and all of these rubber snakes. What the psychologist did was ask him to point out the real snakes, which he did. And he aced that test and he was able to point out the rubber snakes. And that fixed his hallucinations of the snakes bit weird, isn't it, that someone can actually see stuff that isn't there, and then when it comes down to it, what you see is actually there, and you can distinguish between the two. There was another story of a man who's in a mental institution, again, and I don't know if that's the right word, by the way, so no one come after me for that, but um, that's what I'm going to call it today. There was a guy who thought he was Jesus Christ and he genuinely believed that it was the second coming of christ and he was him up until this day that this psychologist brought in these two big old bodybuilders i'm imagining that these might have just been the sexiest men to have ever walked planet earth looked like they were crafted by the gods so they took him into the hospital had them dress up as roman centurions with a massive crucifix massive cross And they explained to him that it was time for him to be crucified i mean obviously if he thinks he's jesus christ like that makes logical sense right and it was at this point that when things became too real for this imaginary story that this guy had been telling himself he stopped believing that he was jesus christ which is very very strange so your mind can play tricks on you your mind will believe any story and it will attach to any story that you continually tell yourself. So, I mean, I'm hope no one listening thinks that Jesus Christ, like if, if you do, and if you like, if you do have power to do stuff, like your boy could use a little bit of cash. So, um, if you can miracle up some cash for me, that would be great. Um, but other than that, you're probably not. So the mind is the most powerful part of your body. Any stories you tell yourself, You'll attach them. So we've got that part. Tick. How about the story that you tell yourself about yourself? Whether there's self-loathing, whether there is actually self-love, or whether you just are a bit impartial about yourself. I would say I'm a bit impartial about myself. That's why I picked up this book, obviously as well as you guys asking me about self-love. The first pillar and the four pillars to self-love is a mental loop. Now, this mental loop is something that you tell yourself consistently in your brain. And it's a story you go back to whenever you remember that you've forgotten to be telling yourself this story. And it's quite simply in your head going, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And that goes on whenever you're remembering to do it. The more you tell yourself this story, the more you're going to believe it. So you're going to tell yourself this story over and over and over again until it sticks. And by the end of that, you might just love yourself. But that is not the only step. So the second pillar for self-love is the mirror. This is a very uncomfortable exercise and Kamau explains it. And he's very honest about how uncomfortable this is. But you have to go up to a mirror, look yourself in the eye. And say I love myself. Now let me tell you something. That is probably the most uncomfortable thing. That I've done from reading this book. It was a very very weird. Experience. To look myself in the eyes. And say that I love myself. It's not like I literally never. Think about loving myself. So it's very very strange. So even if you don't take anything else on board. From today. Go and look in a mirror. Tell yourself you love yourself. And just see if it brings up any uncomfortable sort of physical response because for me, genuinely, the response was physical. I felt weird in my stomach. I didn't feel like I could get the words out. It was like I was about to ask someone on a date or something. Like I felt scared. I was honestly shitting myself. So that is the second pillar. The third pillar is meditation. Now, meditation is something I do every day. I've been doing it pretty much every day for about six months. I'm doing it on and off for the last 18. This is a bit different to normal meditations. It's not a guided meditation and it's actually quite fun because you get to sit there with your headphones on and you play a nice song. So for me, it's Jose Gonzalez, Heartbeats. If anyone from the UK is listening and you remember there was an old advert with a load of bouncy balls going up and down a hill, nostalgia activated, it's that song. So Jose Gonzalez or Jose Gonzalez, Heartbeats. Check that out. Sit there. Put your headphones on, or obviously you can choose another song. You don't have to go what I I go with. And then in your head, start that mental loop, saying, I love myself. Now, you love yourself on the breath in, and on the breath out, you breathe out any negative thoughts that are coming up. The song's about five minutes long, so choose, choose a song about five minutes long. Do those breaths. Every in-breath, you love yourself. Every out-breath, whatever negative thoughts come out. So that's another practice on the step to self-love and the final one probably the most easily implemented step is this one question you must ask yourself before you do anything in life before you're asked to do anything in life and the one question is if I well and truly loved myself would I allow this to happen or would I be doing this? It's a very, very interesting question because I'm sure there's times where people have asked you to do stuff and you don't want to say no, you feel uncomfortable saying no, but you know that it's not going to be good for you. You're not really protecting your energy by doing this thing, but you do it anyway. That's not self-love. Self-love is taking care of your energy and taking care of yourself. So next time one of your mates asks, let's just think of something that I wouldn't want to do. Um, so if one of my friends is like, oh, let's go to this party, I would probably not want to go. So if I was going to ask myself, like, right, Ed, if I well and truly, potentially even deeply, loved myself, would I want to do this? The answer is likely going to be no, unless I thought everyone at the party was pretty cool and I wanted to hang out with them. But it's likely going to be no. So next time someone asks you something and you feel a little bit uncomfortable, ask yourself that question. If I truly love myself, would I do this? Or would I allow myself to do this? If the answer is no, then just don't do it. Protect your energy. Like you say, you're all you have. You've got to look after number one and not in a selfish way. This is just about setting boundaries for people. So ask that one question before anything else happens. So those are the four pillars to self-love. There is a lot more in the book. of course because it's not just a one-page book with four things on there he goes into this story of when he broke up with his partner and he then had to go on a journey of like self-discovery and self-love again because he'd stopped doing these practices and got pretty depressed and then started to love himself again started doing things that he enjoyed started exercising started seeing more friends but the story he tells is very very honest and it goes into his story of heartbreak and i think heartbreak is something that people everyone experiences it but no one really considers it as something that's quite serious and it can it can cripple you a good bit of heartbreak Like if you get a good serving double scoop heartbreak you're not going to want to do anything for a while you're not going to want to out with anyone you're not going to want to go play with your friends you won't want to do anything and he goes into the story of this and he's very very honest there's a lot of things that have happened in his life that were traumatic unfortunately he was molested when he was younger and he's very honest about that in the book not in a graphic way um but he was very honest about that so if, if that's like a trigger for anyone maybe don't read it um but he's, he's very honest and I think that is a really nice thing for an author to be because when you can tell that someone's being genuine you know that the story's genuine as well and you you can kind of relate to it like, I mean I haven't been molested but you you feel that his honesty can help you, which is great there's another couple of um, things that I loved, loved in the book, there was loads of quotes that I absolutely loved from the book and I was highlighting stuff all the way through because I actually read it on my Kindle um, if you've been listening from the beginning you know I said I used to hate Kindles Um, But I'm going to be out of the country soon and I can't take 50 books with me. I have to just take a Kindle. And it's good. You can highlight little stuff on there. And you can come back to it later without having to flip any pages. That being said, I do still prefer a real book. Um, So if anyone wants to send me a book, don't send me a Kindle version. I want the hard stuff. One of the things he says is that life works for you when you love yourself. I think a lot of people have this story that they tell themselves that life is working against them. If you start practising self-love, what he claims is that what life will start working for you. Things will start happening, almost in like a manifestation kind of way. Stuff just happens, it's good. The other day, I was speaking about giving to charity on my birthday and trying to like raise some money for charity on my birthday because... Last, my birthday's coming up now, everyone, on the 4th of November, uh, take note. On my birthday last year, my grandma unfortunately passed away and she'd suffered with dementia for a long, long time. So I was thinking on my birthday, I'll do something to raise money for dementia. As I was telling my parents about this, my dad just gave me 40 quid. And I mean, great, the 40 quid was fantastic, but it's, it's very strange in life when you start giving you start getting. And I think when you start giving to yourself in terms of love, you'll start getting it from elsewhere. So that's where to start. That's what I took from that quote. One other very weird practice that came in the book that I think is quite good. I I don't know if I'm going to do this, but writing down compliments that you receive as an I am statement. So someone messages me. They say oh thank you very much for doing this podcast you've inspired me to read i would write down i am an inspiration Blech. i feel a bit sick saying it but that's obviously because i've got to do some work can you think of any compliments that you've got recently that you could turn into an i am statement and when you write it down you start believing it so at one point he got really 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 low and he pulled up all of his I am statements, read them out, and then wrote down everything that he wasn't. All of these ideas that he'd had about himself, he wrote down, I am not, let's just say for example, a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. And he threw that into the ocean, which I'm a bit gutted about, to be fair, because he shouldn't be throwing paper into the ocean. Either burn it, or just chuck it in the recycle so you've still got rid of it. But I think there is something in that about letting go and giving your negative thoughts to Mother Nature. But still, please don't do that. I don't want anyone littering in the sea because uh, that's one of the most irritating things in the world. But we'll move on from that very, very quickly. Write down the compliments that you receive as I am statements. So if I'm going to say, everyone listening to this... You're all legends and you're really helping me continue doing the podcast. All of the listeners, like I appreciate every single one of you. So what you can do is write down, I am a legend. So just do that. Do that to start with. I'll start doing it too, if you guys do. Do you get the picture of the book yet? I feel like it's it's quite a short book as well it's a really easy read um only took me a couple of days to actually get through the whole thing and I wasn't reading a particular like i, I didn't have an intention to finish it co quick so quickly it was about three three hours of reading to get that done um it's about 100 150, hundred and hundred and fifty two hundred pages. So yeah, it's a very easy read. If you have any doubts about yourself or whether you feel that you don't love yourself or even potentially that you don't even like yourself, grab that book and give it a read. Give it a try. I'll put a link to it in the description of this episode. It's free worldwide delivery with this link and it helps support the podcast. But before I go, we're going to go into the stoic thought of the week. Now, I wanted to... I didn't pull this from the Daily Stoic. I wanted to do some research and... And go for quotes about love. So, one from Marcus Aurelius here is I've often wondered how it is every man loves himself more than all of the rest of men, but sees less value in his own opinion of himself than on the opinion of others. Once again, that was from Marcus Aurelius. It is very, very strange how we are meant to love ourselves more than anyone else, and we should value our own opinion of ourselves more than others. But we take into consideration the opinions of other people that don't even matter to us. One thing I always live by is don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. I don't know where I've seen that. It's not my quote, but it's a very, very good one. If you're not going to go for someone for advice, why on earth would you take criticism from them? That person shouldn't matter to you. So take that on board and just have a think about whether you do truly love yourself If you're doing things living by the values of loving yourself and if you're struggling with it then get this book it's it's brilliant I'm not gonna say it's five stars because like I I would want to see more I'd give it four but it is good and I recommend it to the people that are struggling at the moment and shout out to you if you are struggling you're probably not alone everyone feels a bit weird when it comes to self-love or everyone I've kind of spoken to does but that is it from me today. So, final note from me is from the other sponsor. So, we CBD got PureSportCBD.com. They do CBD products, which is very weird because, I mean, it's in the name. If you use the code and need to read 20, you get 20% off. Another thing, weird 20, 20% off. Who knew? CBD products are things that I've been using for a while. I use the tincture, so it's like an oil drop. You just put it under your tongue in the morning and the evening. That helps me with my sleep. My anxiety has gone down since I've been starting using it more often and more consistently because that is the secret, is using whatever supplements you do consistently. So it's got a chance to like, settle into your system. So if CBD is something you're interested in, you can take a quiz on PureSportsCBD.com and they can suggest you products from there. If you're happy with that, use the code ANEEDTOREAD20. And you get 20% off. But thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, If you have any questions about this book, please feel free to fire a message on Instagram. It's at a need to read with the number two. And my inbox is always open. I do reply to pretty much every DM. Unless it's weird, don't ask me to send you my socks or anything like that. Unless you've got a lot of cash to put up front. But that's it from me. So take it easy. Thank you very, very much for listening. I've got some really exciting guest episodes coming up for you soon. So keep an eye out, like, subscribe, give us a review if you're on Apple, take it easy and don't forget you're a legend.